0: This is SENZ. It is your Sunday afternoon, and uh, joining us on our way to a wedding. And uh, thank you very much for your time as a commentator on the Sevens, uh, Taylor Johnson. How are you, Taylor? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, and uh, another great weekend of Sevens. I I do love these two weekends. I don't know we've lost uh, we've lost Hamilton, but having back to back Sevens weekends uh, is awesome, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and it, it, it's quite
1: interesting because helps do just drastically for some teams you know in the space of five days so you know the Hamilton works is like a bit of a trial and then Sydney you know they need to get everything right in those five days but look I've enjoyed it I drag my mattress into the lounge um, and watch sevens all weekend because of the weather of course in Auckland so no complaints here either
0: your mattress and some floaties hopefully maybe a mask and snorkel (laughs)
1: Oh man, it's, uh, it's it's been pretty to here, but it's been good. Yeah, just watching the sevens and parking up and having nothing to do on a long weekend. I'm not complaining.
0: No, that's always good, man. That's always good. Uh, well, it's interesting you said that. You know about back to back weekends because you can work on things that didn't go right last time to improve the next weekend. But uh, I mean, in some ways, it can go the other way as well. I mean, we saw Argentinians, uh, the Argentinian men. You know, they they took out the title in Hamilton, but they're not even in the semis this time round. So it can also go the other way.
1: Oh, 100%. You know, like that that happened to Argentina, didn't even make um, the quarterfinals. And then, you know, Samoa, they, you know, didn't make the quarterfinals last weekend and now they're here. So it's it's really interesting. And I think that's why the game of sevens is so fun because anything can happen in a game. You know, you used to go into watching a match and always have a preconceived idea of who would win. But now, you, you know, you just, you can't decide. Um, I tell you what, I I have not bet on sevens in a long time because of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair play, fair play. I tell you, a team that, um, and I don't know if I've been sleeping on this or what, but uh, last weekend, I was really surprised at just how good and competitive Ireland were. I never thought they were quite uh, at that level, but they've done it again this weekend. Uh, What's been the big change for Ireland, do you think? I think
1: they've just invested really well in their program. Like you look at, Great Britain, um, you know, it's an amalgamation of Wales, England and Scotland and Northern Ireland and they haven't quite fired as well as you had, would have hoped because it's a mix of all these different nations up in, in Europe and they haven't quite got a central location. But I think the Irish, they've, they've invested heavily in their program, you know, the women and the men. Um, you're like me, you know, last year I kind of slept on Ireland and then now I'm like, what, why are they so good? Um, but I think it's just, you know, the cohesion of keeping with the same teams as well and look to back friends play them in the semi um this afternoon. I think, I think that's going to be a great game. Obviously, they doubted them in Hamilton, but in saying that, you know, they would have learned from the, those games in Hamilton. And look, the Irish side are really good. We saw how good they were against Fiji. The women, And then for the men, yeah, they lost to South Africa, but, you know, New Zealand and South Africa are in the same pool in the men's division, and New Zealand um, just lost to them um, with a penalty kick, um, so that was quite interesting. So, look, I'm really excited for the semi-finals, and it's good to see both teams in black um, through.
0: Yeah, well, oh, and let's talk about the men, because it does feel like they're in a bit of a rebuilding phase, right? They didn't go well at Hong Kong. Um, they've had a few poor results by their standards. Uh, it seems like it might be starting to come together again, though.
1: Yeah, and I, I think, you know, they're back at the top of the table when it comes to the overall rankings and I think it is due to the unpredictability, you um, know, Sarmour before Hamilton was on top and then, then missed out on the top eight and now they're sitting in fifth and you know, it is really interesting. I, I really like um some of the young athletes, like Roderick Solo is just so incredible and I remember we first saw him playing for Scott College at the Condor Sevens, I think four years ago and everyone was just like, Who is that kid Solo? So it's great to see him getting an opportunity, um, and yeah, they are starting to filter in some new um, young talent into that side, and it's, it's great. But you know, what is interesting is um, no Australian teams in the semi-finals on their home tournament, so I think uh, lots of Kiwis are watching that and quite surprised as well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's not too many tears shed this side of the side of the ditch when Aussie teams um, uh, get knocked <laughs> out early. Um, uh, uh, to be fair, uh, what about what have you made of Peyton Spencer? I mean, uh, getting his first opportunity here, obviously he's got a bit of pedigree. Uh, what have you made of him as a player?
1: Yeah, I think I think what um, Kite was doing is really good. Is you know just introducing him. Um, you know, with a few minutes to play in each game, just giving him a bit of a taste because the last thing you want to do with someone so young is throw them in and put a lot of pressure on their shoulders. You know, he's been good. He's carried strong. Um, We know he's got good footwork um, because it is a big step up. You know, uh, last month he's playing schoolboys and now he's playing against, uh, you know, seasoned professionals. And so I like how they've slowly integrated him into the games and I think... um, you know, he looks like he belongs there. So it's, it's good to see um, him grow with confidence in each game as well.
0: Yeah, it is. All right. Well, the uh, the men get underway around 6 o'clock tonight against the French in the semi semifinals. Uh, let's talk the Black Ferns, though. They, uh, you mentioned they're playing Ireland. That game, I think, kicks off at around a quarter to six out of Sydney. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I look at that team and I look at the things that they've done over the last couple of days and I think... How good a position are you in if you can bring Portia Woodman-Whitcliffe off the bench?
1: Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's actually been really great to see. Um, a lot of the seasoned professionals on the bench, and it, it just goes to show that they're trying to blood in the young ladies, as we said, you know, the likes of Georgia Miller getting a lot of game time. Um, it, it's been really great to see, and it just goes to show the depth uh, that the side has. You know, they don't need to rely on... On Woodman Whitcliffe and you know Hidany and um, Williams now Guthrie <laughs> um, off the bench as well, which, is, which has been really good. And One thing though is that they haven't really been tested too hard, you know, over the over the um, pool games in both weekends. So I think you know um, this match up against Ireland uh, could could be quite interesting because, as I said, they haven't really been pushed too hard. Um, you know, they played Japan twice and um, got a good win over France. Papua New Guinea. As well, so I think um, you know as much as we like to think they'll breathe through. It could be a tough uh, game up against um, the Irish woman.
0: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's what we want to see, right? We want to see uh, our mm-hmm. players, our players push. We want to see the best play the best. Uh, Stacey Flula's also been having a good tournament, but I wanted to ask you about Georgia Miller. She's a reasonably new name for a lot of us. Where you know she certainly um, yeah. uh, made herself known in Hamilton, shall we say? And and she's carried on that form in Sydney. She looks like a real prospect.
1: Oh, she is such a lovely girl off the field as well. Like, you know, um, she first busted onto the scene. She was playing for Christchurch Girls High School. She was actually enrolled at Timaru Girls, um, but they didn't have a team, so she you know went and played for Christchurch at the Condor Sevens a few years ago, and she single-handedly won the tournament on that team. You know, up against Hamilton Girls who. Who um, are known for breeding the seven players? You know, I think there was at one stage nine Hamilton girls players in the Black Fern seven squad, Um, and she is just so electric. She's an Irish, you know, does Irish dancing as well, so you know she's got got the high knees and stuff, and she can jump out of um, tackles and things like that. But she's just really tough and really hard, and um, she's really unrelenting on the field. And to think she's only eighteen years old is really exciting because. I think we'll see a lot of her um, in years to come. But she just plays with such confidence as well, what I really like. You know, she's not playing like a young 18-year-old who's fresh out of school. She's playing, you know, with a lot of mongrel, which is what you like to see on the seventh tournament because it's not often known for being a physical game. It's usually a pace game. But I think um, she brings a whole lot of physicality to the team for someone so young. So, look, yeah, she's new to a lot of people. But for us who have been, you know, following college rugby, you know, she's, being a household name, and we all kind of knew straight away while well, she's destined for good things. And so it's no surprise to see her in black.
0: That's And it's good to see her. It's, it's She's like the antithesis of Michaela Blyde, isn't she? You know, Michaela runs around everybody. Georgia just seems to run through everybody. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's true. And, and, you know, the women in that team, they all just bring something so different, which is, I think, why they're such a well-rounded side. Like that Australian team... know a lot of people think you know they've got the best athletes and and to be fair they have some phenomenal athletes but a lot of them rely purely on speed and they are one of the fastest teams on the competition but the reason why we saw you know USA upset them in the semis last weekend and France upset them this weekend is they just brought a really physical unrelenting um, attack towards the Australian side and they just had to get up and tackle and tackle and tackle and then and then they were gassed when they did get the ball in hand and couldn't really rely on their speed so I think yeah, it's so good to see a wide range of skill sets in, in the Black Ferns
0: team. Uh, now, the potential uh, finalists are, you know, obviously it's, it's the Blackferns versus versus Island 1 semi. The other side, the French take on the US. Uh, the US have really invested, particularly in Seven since becoming an Olympic sport. Where is their program at, and do you think they're favourites to beat the French?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting one, because at the beginning of the tournament, I would have said definitely the USA. But after seeing France um, <laughs> against Australia yesterday, you know, I, I can't count them out. But yeah, I really love how much um, the Americans have invested in Sevens. And for years, we always say, oh, they're sleeping giants and whatnot. And it's pretty um, amazing, really, that they actually missed out on the Rugby World Cup this year, you know, through so that. So, the 15th game has taken a bit of a nosedive there. But for Stevens, I mean, um, the woman there, like, you know, Alona Ma um, is outstanding. You know, she's just such a big figure and she's a really cool figure off the field as well, which is why I think Stevens is growing in popularity over in, in America, because you've got some really cool talent. You know, you've got um, Sullivan, who, you know, is straight from the army, so she's really tough. <laughs> you've got someone like Naya Tapper, who's, you know, um, just played, I think, a 30th tournament. Um, this weekend, so I think the USA will probably meet them in in the final um, if New Zealand do get over Ireland. And oh, for the men, you know, as I said it's just so unpredictable. Like our men are playing France, um, which you know is going to be a great game because we saw France beat Australia in the quarters. But South Africa Fiji, I mean, two absolute powerhouses when it comes to sevens. I mean, you can flip a coin to guess who's gonna win that one because it's going to be such a tight tussle. But I think. Due to the support in those crowds, maybe Fiji will get over the
0: line. Maybe they will. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, uh, and like you say, you know, Sevens has just got so tight now, where it used to be two or three teams basically going mm-hmm. into a tournament trying to meet each other in the final. Now it's, you know, it's jeopardy come uh, quarter final time, or even at the group stage at some points, depending on the draw.
1: Oh, 100%. Like, you know, I was looking at the overall standings last night and, you know, never would I think Fiji would be an eight. You know, yeah. and in the top four, there's Argentina and USA just after New Zealand. So, you know, five or so years ago, it was always, you know, New Zealand, South Africa, BD, Australia. You know, Australia now in seventh, you know, Samoa back up there. With- where they used to be, and and I think that's why it's such an entertaining sport to watch these days. Because as I said, there's no preconceived ideas as to who's going to win. You know, only a couple of months ago, New Zealand went down to Spain. You know, and it was a big shock. But it probably isn't the shock that it should have been because all these teams are catching up. Like oh, I was so impressed with the way Uruguay were playing. You know, it's like where have these teams come from? I think everyone's just started to invest heavily and. And we're starting to see
0: it come to fruition. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. Uh, I got an idea, and uh, Taylor, you know what I what I have to say doesn't really cut much mustard with New Zealand rugby, but I know you're a lot better connected than I am. Um, you know that they're, they're, they're always trying to get people through the gate before Super Rugby games as early as they can. And, you know, Mm. um, all respect to some of the other games that they have on there, like, you know, schoolboys and stuff. It doesn't seem to resonate unless you're, you know, you've got a kid at one of those schools. But I was thinking Mm. for development of the Sevens, each Super Rugby franchise should have a Sevens team. And then we just do sort of round-robin Sevens competitions when the New Zealand teams play each other, opening those games. So you can go along for a couple of hours beforehand and watch a mini-tournament, like, you know, four teams going up against each other in sevens, and uh, you're developing that next tier and giving some extra entertainment to the crowd too. So what do you think?
1: Oh, I mean, like, never say never. It's quite a cool idea. You know, you got to think, you know, you talk about the pathways. Well, they got rid of the uh, National Sevens comp a few years ago and haven't brought it back. So, you know, really, where are they selecting these players from, you know? And there, there is no real, um, play, you know, other than the Ignite Sevens where they, you know, carry pick a few players that they've seen on the 15th circuit or from school but other than that there is no competition and, and you know I think um, Super Rugby teams love expansion you know when the 20s competition came and it was you know another opportunity to extend their brand and why not 7s I know you know with um, Opic beginning Uh, that opened a lot of doors for these franchises and um, brought in a whole lot more fans. You know, obviously, women's rugby is is riding on the high of the World Cup. So, hey, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I would like to go watch it. (laughs)
0: There you go. Well, I'll tell you what, you take that to New Zealand rugby and sell it in, mate, and uh, (laughs) I'll just take 10% when it kicks back, all right? (laughs) Will do, will do. (laughs) Good stuff, Taylor. Thanks very much for your time, mate. I know you've got a wedding to prepare for, so I'll let you go get the glad rags on. Uh, Have a great afternoon (laughs) and uh, enjoy the uh, footing. No doubt you'll slope off into a corner and watch it on your phone.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Ricardo. (laughs)